Well, good morning and happy last Sunday of the year. Um, I was studying this week. Um, I was actually studying a lot more for Wednesday night than I was for this Sunday. And um, I, I was studying on one word, and it was the word amen. And the more I studied on it, the Lord revealed to me that that's where we needed to be this morning. So we're going to actually uh, look at just one word in the Bible, and it's just amen. That's all there is to it. Um, if you got your Bible, turn over to Revelation chapter 22. Um, we'll be back over there in a minute. I mean, Keith's talking about it. this pulpit, porta pulpit here. It makes you feel like you ain't wearing pants. <laughs> just so you know, it just. I, I'm, but I have absolutely so enjoyed this right here. This this year, this has been. Just one of the prettiest things I think I've ever seen. So I, I appreciate whoever put all this together. And, um, I'll take the crown back with me. I'll take the crown with me this evening and give it back to, to my boss. Um, but I appreciate everybody getting, a, or getting involved in, in putting this together. It looks really good. And I, I want to say this about Mary real fast before we get into it. Um, her numbers are coming down, which is a good thing. So as they're driving or they'll be what, about an hour into your drive, and there's a really good chance that they call and say, go home, that she don't need to be there. So y'all keep praying. Um, I know that we all know why they're saying that, and, and that tickles the, the fire out of me. Uh, so just keep praying for, uh, that uh, the results, her numbers keep going down, and they can just come back home. All right, that's, that just tickled me to death in the this morning. Um, and then Tuesday, I'll, I don't know what time my surgery is Tuesday. It's outpatient, but... Uh, uh, my gallbladder's fine. I've just got a 1.3 centimeter gallstone floating around in there that, uh, boy, I wish VJ was here today. I was going to blame that on him. Man, I was going to blame that on him. Even though he didn't cook, I still blame it on him. Uh, but they're going to take the whole thing out, and I'll be back on my feet by Thursday, they said. So hopefully by Thursday. Uh, but just pray for that. I'm not looking forward to it, but I'll be glad that I can start eating stuff. <laughs> it's been oatmeal and toast and other bland foods for a week and that's just not me <laughs> all right we're going to be looking at uh, revelation 22 and amen we say amen a lot i mean i've caught myself saying it ain't got nothing to do with church it ain't got nothing to do with the bible somebody smart off or say something i'll just amen that while i'm at it we we use it that word as a as a punctuation a lot of times we use it as an exclamation mark a lot of times in, in, our, in our life. And um, when we pray, and when we pray, we end it with amen, and it's, it's like, uh, okay, that prayer's over. That's what we think of when we say amen. But there's so much more behind that word that we need to understand. And we're going to look at three different, three different things this morning about that word amen and how it applies to us and how it applies to God. Because if you go back, especially in the Old Testament, when you start, and we're going to read, some, we're going to read a lot today, um, God uses that word, amen, a lot. And I want to explain to you why he uses it. But it means a whole lot more than what we think it means, and we're going to try to break it down. The more we look at that little word, the, the more we see how important it is. The, that word amen in, in our King James Version Bible is mentioned, it's just 72 times. You'd think it'd be a whole lot more than that, but it's only in there 72 times. 
And the first time we see it's in the book of Numbers. Uh, Numbers 5.22 says, And this water that causes the curse shall go into the bowels to make thy belly to swell and thy uh, thigh to rot. And the woman shall say, Amen, Amen. And that's pretty harsh sounding, ain't it? I mean, your thigh's going to rot and your belly's going to swell up and it just don't sound good. But that's the first time we see it. So Numbers, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, four books in before we ever see Amen. And the last time we see it, it's going to be over in Revelation. Stand for just a moment. It's one short verse, and then uh, we're, we'll get into the meat of this thing. Revelation twenty-two twenty-one. it says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Let's pray. Father, this morning we're going to come to you, Lord, and just thank you for a wonderful 2019. God, you have blessed us this year. You have uh, just... Uh, Lord, I can't explain how good you've been to us this year, Lord, and we thank you for it. Uh, Lord, uh, I can't wait to see what you have in store for us in 2020. Lord, you've been uh, gracious to, to Chestnut Dale. You've been gracious to our members. Uh, Lord, I just want to thank you for that. Lord, we just want to thank you where we've seen you work in Avery County. And God, as we uh, continue to look at, at uh, your healing touch upon so many members uh, of this community. Lord, as we've, we've seen Ethan, we've seen Faithful, we've seen you work, continue to work over here in Mary. Uh, we've seen you work in Georgia and her family and, and just so many others and Doris and, and just so many people here in the church that, uh, that you've touched and, Lord, you've worked in. And we just thank you for that and, and your continu continuing uh, healing hand being upon them. And Lord, I just pray today, Lord, as we break open your word one last time this year, Father, that it would... Uh, been an encouragement to each person, Lord. It would be uh, fulfilling for them, Lord, but it would be pleasing to you as well. God, we thank you, and we pray, Lord, to continue to, to use this church in a way that would be pleasing, continue to grow this church, Lord, and, and use us, uh, Lord, to reach out to those that are lost. I'll listen to your son's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. You have a seat. Amen. It's the last word in your Bible. Amen. If you hear me say it a lot, from end to amen, from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, from end to amen. And the, that word amen, it's, it's the last word in your Bible, but if you think about it, it's God's last word on His word. I mean, really, that's how He ends the Bible. It's the last word. He has the last word on His word. And let me tell you what amen means. It means surely, truly, firmly, so it is, so be it, may it be fulfilled. That's several different definitions for that. So for the last thing you there, we're going to look at the last word of the book of the Bible. Amen. And the first thing we're going to look at, our amen, our amens. Not God yet. We ain't got into God yet. But our amens are important for what they say to God. So when we say amen, what does it mean to God when we say that? Our amen can say God, we agree, and I think that's what we are saying. When we say amen at church, and when we say amen when we are praying, we're saying, God, we agree. We agree with what, what you're saying. We agree with your word when we throw that punctuation in there. We agree with what you say about yourself, what, they, what God says about himself. Now, we're going to really look at this part over in First Chronicles 16. First Chronicles 16. Get over to it. I've got bookmarks all over the place. First Chronicles sixteen twenty three says, "Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from 
day to day his salvation, declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. There you go, Keith. It goes right back into your Sunday school lesson. He is to be feared above all gods. Now, uh, skip over to 1 Chronicles 16.31. It says, Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice and let men say among the nations, The Lord reigneth. Let the sea roar and the full, uh, fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice and all that is therein. Then shall the trees of the wood sing out of the presence of the Lord because he cometh to judge the earth. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And say ye, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather us together, and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Now listen to this one. I like this. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. And all the people said, Amen, and then they praised the Lord. I absolutely love that. What a way to go out. What a way. Ethan's praising the Lord already. He's got that little hand going up. That's the way you end it. Why do you, that's why I love Psalms 103. I love, bless the Lord, all that I saw, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I love to end on that. That's praising the Lord. That's how you go out on a good note. That's, I love doing it after a baptism. Love doing it after revival. I love doing it when something good goes on in the church. Let's just go out praising God. Let's, go, let's just say amen and praise the Lord, just like they did. That's what David's singing about right there. That's what he's writing about. Let's just praise the Lord. We've got to have we got faith in him, so let's praise him. Praise him for who he is and what he has done. Let's praise him. Because they agreed with these things, all God's people said, Amen. All God's people. They didn't leave nobody out. David said, we're all going to praise him. And they all praised him. They all had a good time. They're saying, God, we agree with who you are. God, we agree with how wonderful you are. God, we agree with how amazing you are. God, we agree with your word. So they just all say, Amen. And then they praise him a little bit more. I think we can all agree that God's wonderful. I don't believe there's one of us sitting in this church this morning can say God ain't wonderful. The Bible tells us he's wonderful. He's a wonderful counselor. He's wonderful. So, amen. I agree with that. I think we can all agree, even when we're going through hard times in our lives, even when it's a bad day, we can agree God is great. And we can amen. That one, all God's people can say amen. All God's people. If you ain't God's people, you probably ain't agreeing. If you ain't God's people, if you ain't one of us, that amen's going to be a little awkward for you. But all God's people can say amen. And I, I, I'm glad I can say amen. I'm glad I can praise him like that. We agree that God is awesome. I know that on good days and bad days we agree that we're saying, God, it's a bad day. Lord, it's been awful today. It's just been just one of the worst days of my life. But you know what, God? I can say you're wonderful. Even though it's an awful day, you're a wonderful God. God, even though it's raining and dreary outside and it can be depressing, and this time of year can be depressing, God, after all this that we're going through, God, you're still amazing, and I can praise you for that. 
I can say amen to that. Our amen also says, God, we accept your commands. Now, a good place to see this this morning is in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 27, if you want to follow along, it's way back there in the front. Deuteronomy 27, 9. And Moses and the priest, the Levites, spake unto all Israel, saying, Take heed and hearken, O Israel, this day thou art become the people of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord thy God, and do his commandments and his status, which I command thee this day. Now go down to verse 15 and 16. It says, And cursed be the man that maketh any graven or molten image, an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of, a, of the craftsman, and putteth it in a secret place. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. Uh, cursed, verse 16 says, Cursed be he that setteth light by his father or his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Now look at that right there. In these verses, we, we start to see some of God's commands and his curses. Twelve times... In that chapter, 12 times in that chapter right there, the Lord sped out his curse on sin. 12 times in that chapter. Folks, I've always been told if he tells you more than twice, it's something to listen to. I don't care if it's in the Bible, if he says it's once, it's something you listen to. But 12 times, 12 times in one verse, he's calling out curses. He's calling out the sin. And we ought to listen. That ain't just back there in Deuteronomy. That's all of us today. Here we are in 2019. He still calls out curses and sins. He's still telling us where, where we need to straighten up. And we need to straighten up. Get rid of that sin. Each time he commanded the people to say, Amen. The meaning here is, God, we accept your commands. We accept your judgment. Have you ever thought about that? When you say Amen, you're saying, God, I accept your judgment. God, I accept your commands. That's, that's, that can feel kind of harsh. That can feel kind of rough. Are there areas in your life where you're rebelling against God? There are places in our lives. Are there areas where you're saying, God, I got this. I can handle this. God, I know best. God, you don't need to get involved in my life right now. I can handle it. That's not where you need to be in your life. When you get to that point in your life where you feel like you can handle it, then you better stop and realize you can't handle it. you got to stop what you're doing and give it to God. If there's a time in your life where you're telling God no, brace yourself. You're in for it. When you start telling God no, when you start uh, revolting and, and you start going against God and you say, no, I can do this. No, I've got this. Just hang on to your britches. You're in for it. You know what the Word of God says about that? What it tells us about that? Luke 6, 36 says, But be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Amen. Be merciful. We don't understand it all sometimes, and it's hard to follow. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit leading you. Sometimes we don't understand it all, and sometimes... It can be scary. That's a scary trail to be on. That's a scary journey to be on when you don't completely understand something. There's things in, in life that 
we understand. There's things that, uh, yesterday, they dropped our new fire truck off yesterday. We was on cloud nine. I'm the only one that's been trained on that truck. Do I fully understand that truck? No, I don't. I better buy tomorrow night because I've got about 20 other guys I've got to sign off on and train. If you don't understand it, you don't want to do it. With some guys we was talking about yesterday, I kind of gave them a brief overview, and they said, I don't get this. I'm not driving this truck. Okay. You know what? We're going to be paying on that thing for a long, long time. It's going to last us about 25, 30 years. You've got 25 or 30 years figured out and understand it. It's important when you start understanding it, when you go down that journey on that path that God has you on, things are going to start clicking and making sense, and you're going to start understanding, oh, yeah, that's why God's doing this. Oh, it makes sense now why he's got me over here doing this. You'll have that aha moment come on, and you're going to say, oh, now I understand. So right now you might be on a path or on a, on a journey you don't understand. I'll use Mary right now. Because we can. It was all sunshine and roses with a new liver, wasn't it? And now you get that call, Lord, I don't understand. Everything was so good. I don't understand. But it's a journey that she's going to have to take, maybe just an hour, (laughs) and turn around and come home. But it's a journey. We don't understand it. But there's a reason. It's God's journey. He's leading that journey. Now, amen also says, God, we know your answer, your, that you answer our prayers. Amen to that. We know he answers prayers. You're going to get a yes. You're going to get a no. You might get a wait. Who knows what you're going to get? But God will always answer prayers. Amen. That... Uh, uh, it's coming to me. Hang on. Garth Brooks song. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. I hate that song. Because he answers every single prayer. Every single prayer. You might not. The reason he sings that is because he didn't get the right answer, the answer he wanted. But he got God's answer. There's an answer. He answers all those prayers. And we see amen used that way in the most famous prayer. Everybody knows it, the model prayer. We see that answer in the model prayer. We're going to go over and read it real fast. Matthew 6, 9, if you want to follow along, you probably know it all. When I get to about verse 12, I start messing it up. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now listen to this. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's how, God, that's how Jesus ended the model prayer. Amen. He's saying, he's telling us right there, Amen, Lord, so be it. Amen, Lord, may it be your will. Amen, Lord. Thy will be done. That's when you throw that amen in there, you're saying, Lord, thy will be done. And again, that is the hardest prayer that you will ever pray from your mouth or your heart. Lord, thy will be done. That's the scariest thing that some, sometimes the, to pour out of our mouths. 
Lord, thy will be done, because we don't know what his will is. We know it's perfect, and we know it comes from him, but sometimes we just ain't ready for it. Lord, thy will be done. That's, sometimes that's what that amen says. Our amens are important for what they say to God. So it says, God, we agree. God, we accept your commands. And God, we know you're, you're going to answer our prayers. Now, let's look at number two. Number two says, God's amens are important. God's amens are important for what they say to us. Yes, God says amen. God if you think about this, it, this is hard to see in our English translations of the Bible. Uh, but God's amens, what they're telling us is, hey, I need your attention. When God says amen, he says, I need you to listen. Up here. You ever done that, Kristen? Up here. Up here. To Travis. Up here. That's what God's saying. Up here. Look at me. Listen to me. I need your attention. I need you to listen to what I'm telling you. I need you to listen to what I have in store for you. I need you to listen because thy will is getting ready to be done. My will for your life is getting ready to happen. I need you to listen to me. All eyes on God. God uses that word, amen, to, to get our attention. In the English word, amen is found uh, 51 times in the New Testament. I want to get that right. 51 times in the New Testament. Now, in the original language, God said amen 101 more times in the original language. But when they translated it, they didn't translate it into amen. I'm talking about King James. They changed it around and said verily, verily, or verily. We always say verily, verily. Amen, amen. That's what that says. Amen, amen. That's him getting our attention. Uh, my other, and I won't, I'm not going to get into these, but modern, other modern translations use phrases like, I tell you the truth. Most assuredly, and I've tried to read those, and it just don't make sense to me. I like my verily, verilys. I know what's coming after that. When he said verily, verily, amen, amen, he's saying, listen. Verily, verily means listen to me. Amen. Look how many times Jesus said verily, verily in the Bible. He said, hey, up here, listen to me. When I was over, uh, uh, oh, shoot, where was I? The Mount Beatitudes. Um, so all I could hear in, in, my, in my little mind was Jesus saying, hey, guys, up here, listen to me. I'm up here. Don't look at, down there at the sea. Don't look over here at the vineyards. Don't watch that mule walk by. I want you to listen to me. Here's what I've got to say to you. Verily, verily. Amen, amen. Now, I'm going to give you a few examples, but I'm going to plug in amen in, in, in the, these verses. And a good one to go to is over in John. John three thirty five says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Amen, amen. We know it, verily, verily. He said, Listen to me. Amen, amen, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter uh, the second time to his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered and said, Amen, amen, or verily, verily. I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. I need your attention. Nicodemus, look up here. Verily, verily. I think about going to school, and I think about the, the things that my teachers would do to get our attention. Usually it involved objects flying through the air or smacking the desk. 
I had one that could just grunt, and we would straighten up in a heartbeat because we knew what was coming next. But Jesus says, verily, verily. Jesus tells me, amen, amen, and he is to listen. When you read that, I don't know how you guys read the Bible, but when I read it and I see verily, verily, it clears my thoughts. When I see verily, verily, I, I know that it's important. Whatever's coming next is extremely important. we got to listen to whatever he is saying. So next time you read something that says verily, verily, really focus on that because there, there's something good going on there. John 5, 24 says, it says amen, amen, or verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. John 6, uh, 47 says, Verily, verily, or amen, amen. I say unto you that he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I think that's pretty important. That's Jesus talking. Jesus is saying, hey, I'm telling you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Amen. I believe you need to get somebody's attention when you start talking about everlasting life. I believe somebody's attention needs to be got when you're talking about heaven and hell because that's pretty important. I believe when Jesus says, verily, verily, we need to straighten up. Don't think about what we're eating for supper tonight. I'd love to be thinking about what I could be eating for supper tonight. But when he says, verily, verily, he's saying, listen to me. I need your undivided attention. Because if you ain't listening, there's a good chance you go to hell. I need your attention. I want you to be with me in paradise. So listen to what I have to say. Matthew 18, 3 says, uh, Verily, or amen, I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Listen to me. Change your ways. Verily, verily. Amen, amen. Listen to Jesus. In all these places, the more uh, God's trying to get our attention. That's what he's doing to us. When, he, when we read that, I want it to get your attention. That's the way it was written down is to get our attention so that we can hear what he has to say. That bread that Keith was talking about this morning, the physical bread, yeah, we need that to survive physically. But we have to feed our spiritual need. We have to feed it. And the only way that we can feed it is through the reading of the Word of God, through worship of God. So when we read that, the way I, this is the way I see it. When I see verily, verily, it's like my mother-in-law with that big old spoon tossing two more heapings of taters on my plate. Verily, verily, listen here. I need you to understand what's going on. I'm going to give you a double portion. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you just a little bit more. But I need you to listen to what I have to say. We're feeding the Holy Spirit. We're feeding what's in us. We're feeding our soul, reading the Word of God. So when it says, verily, verily, or amen, amen, he's trying to get our attention. So amen is important because God uses it to say, I want your attention. Now, number three, last one, amen is important because God himself is the great amen. God himself is the amen. He's the great amen. One of the most important things about amen that I want you to get out of this this morning is this. It is one of the names of God. He's got a lot of names. 
Oh, he's, that name's not on my tie, by the way. I got one of them ties. It's got all his names on it. I don't remember seeing amen on that. I have to take it back. He is the great amen. We know he's the great I am. We know he's the shepherd. We know he's the prince of peace. We know he's the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Alpha and Omega. We know him as all these names, but do you know him as the I am? Or amen, sorry, the amen. In Revelation 3, Jesus called out to the, the lukewarm Christians there in Laodicea, and he says, repent. He's warning them. He's saying, repent. Jesus wanted them, and he wants us too. He said, I want you to be on fire for me. I want you to be on fire for the kingdom. I want you to be on fire for my Father. I just want you on fire right now. You're lukewarm. He said, I want you hot. I want you to do more. Revelation 3.14 says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write these things, saith the Amen. There he is. The faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. These things saith the Amen. How many times have you read that and looked over it? We see over, we look over in Isaiah, we, we read all this at Christmas about the names of Jesus. But we don't think about him as the amen, but that's what he is. He is the final word. He's the final authority on his word. He is the amen. Jesus is the amen. This name, uh, it makes sense when, when we understand that the root word of amen has, it's got a lot of descriptions with it. I'm going to give you a few of them. Standing firm, faithfully supporting, holding something up like the pillars in a building, taking care of a child, a child like a foster father or foster mother. We're licensed, by the way. We just got that this week, finally. And being nourished or carried by a reliable, faithful nurse. As the amen, Jesus wants us to hold. He wants to hold us up. That's what amen does. It holds us up. It nourishes us. That's what the amen does. That's what Jesus does. He carries us. He comforts us. We know him as the great comforter. That's another name. But he does all this stuff for us and takes care of us. So we should say amen. We should call him the amen because of all the things that he does for us. More importantly, we should know the amen. Jesus Christ as our Savior. So we know that his name is the Amen, but do we know the Amen personally? Do we have that relationship with the Amen? He's going to nourish us. He's going to carry us. Roger Thomas said this one time. He said, a person is not really ready to live until he is ready to die. Talking about knowing the Amen. Martin Luther King said, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said, if a man has not discovered something that he will die for, he isn't fit to live. So we need to know and have a relationship with the I am, the great I am, the great amen, the amen, the shepherd. We need that relationship because we need to live for him because he died for us. We need to be living for him in this life right now. We need to be living and doing everything possible just for him. Everything that we do 
is for him. It is to glorify his name. It is to praise his name. It's to exalt his name. Everything that we do as we live is just for him. And then he'll bless us for us, for it. I'm going to read you a little short story real quick on Daniel Webster. Y'all probably heard this. Um, there's certain, whenever preacher Daniel was here preaching revival back in October, did you notice how he kept referring back to, to Webster's Dictionary, a certain version of Webster's Dictionary? There's a reason behind that. Because Daniel Webster was a Christian. He was a believer. But I'm going to read you something about his last day on earth. Daniel Webster is one of the most outstanding senators uh, in our history. He was committed Christian. In the dark night on October 24th, 1852, Daniel Webster was dying. He was ready to go. His doctor was a good man and a good friend named Jeffries. Dr. Jeffries had given as much medicine as possible. He realized that death was near, and he picked up an old hymn book that Webster had often used. Dr. Jeffries then began reading the words of one of Webster's favorite hymns. I love this. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath the flood loose all their guilty stains. Dr. Jeffries read every verse, and when he got to the last, he saw that Webster's lips were moving, though no sound came out. The words Daniel Webster mouthed were these, When this poor lispering, stammering tongue Lies silent in the grave. Then in a nobler, sweeter song, I'll sing thy power to save. I'll sing thy power to save. I'll sing thy power to save. Then the doctor looked down at his friend, and Daniel Webster spoke three final words. Amen. 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 What a way to end your life by going out praising God. Amen. 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 God's little word there really does have a great big meaning. It has a huge impact. It should have a huge impact in our lives. Next time that you read your Bible and you see amen or you see verily, verily, you remember God's trying to get our attention because there's something very important coming right after that. And that might be exactly what you need that day. Whatever's going on in your life that day, whatever comes after verily, verily, might be just for you. So pay attention. Listen up. May the Lord help us say amen to all that he is and all that he will be for us in 2020. Because... I'm looking forward to what he's got in store for each one of us in the coming year. Stand with me. We're going we're to close out. Amen. 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 We're just affirming what God is saying. I love it. It's been a good year. I don't know about y'all, but this year's flown by. <laughs> is that normal? I don't know. The older I get, well, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, well, if y'all will just pray Tuesday that uh, 
everything goes well, I'll be back home Tuesday evening as long as the surgery's early. Y'all pray for Mary tomorrow. Um, start today. And just keep praying that those results keep going down, those numbers keep going down. Yep. And uh, Louise, I didn't mention that a while ago, and I apologize, but keep praying for Miss Louise. And Ken, that he don't get it either. Yeah. Sponsor that house with Lysol. Yeah. If y'all didn't hear, she, she did test positive for the flu. So she's quarantined up Jonas Ridge. Yeah. So be praying for her. All right, let's pray. Father, we just want to come to you uh, one last time as a congregation, Lord, in, in your name. And just give thanks to you again for where you've blessed us, uh, Lord, where you've saved us, Lord, where you've healed us, Lord, where you've encouraged us, where you've done so much in our lives. And Father, we give you thanks for 2019, uh, Lord, not just for our church, but Lord, for all that you've done here in the churches around us, our sister churches, Lord, where we, where we see uh, of your, your saving grace, Lord, where we see where you've continued to to save that wretched sinner, Father, where you've pulled him out of the depths of, of sin, Lord, and, and you've, you know, you, Lord, you've just cleaned them up. Father, we thank you for doing that. And Lord, we pray that you continue to move in a way here in Avery County, Lord, that would continue to see uh, more people come to know you. Lord, as we go into 2020, Father, I, I pray for churches to fill up. Lord, there's too many empty pews in, in this county, and I pray, Lord, that you would uh, have a great movement this year, Father, to... Uh, not, Lord, for the numbers. Lord, that's not what it's about, Lord. We don't, we don't care about what's on the board. Uh, Father, we care about where their name is written. So, Father, I pray that as we go into this new year, Father, that you would uh, give each person uh, in, in our church and these other churches, Father, the, uh, the drive and the passion uh, to go out and be a witness and to bring someone back with them to church. God, we thank you and we love you for all that you've done. We praise you for all that you've done. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. All right, guys, we'll see you next Sunday.